The singing of the doxology by the PCC student body begins Pensacola Christian College Chapel. At each chapel service, students have an opportunity to receive spiritual exhortation and enrichment during a time of music and meditation on God's Word. This podcast shares selected recent chapel messages from guest speakers, faculty, and staff. Welcome to the PCC Chapel Podcast. Hear my cry, O God. Attend unto my prayer. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Every time I read those words, and over the last several months I have been reading them quite a bit, I always think back to King David, and I think to myself, David crying. It just doesn't make sense to me. David having this moment of being overwhelmed. And yet Psalm 61 verses 1 through 2 were penned by King David. I mean, this is David, the one that grabbed the lion's mane. And at that time, just being a young boy, grabbing him and dispatching him, killing him. Taking the bear and killing the bear. Going before Goliath and taking him down as well. And I think to myself in all those moments, David, why would you be overwhelmed? Why would you go through this moment where adversity would be so much for you that you would cry out unto God? David led his men to victory in 1 Samuel 23. He led them to victory. They were afraid to go, but David was the one that prayed and asked God, shall we go? And then he led them to victory. Again, in all these moments, I think to myself, David, the bear, lion, giant killer, the one that led with inspiration his men, the one that wrote all these psalms, but even in his life, he found these moments of being overwhelmed. You know, right before we began today, I had an opportunity to go around and talk to some of you and find out kind of your schedules, what was going on for the day. Now, to be honest with you, I don't know where all of you are today. Very few. I don't know what challenges you might have in your life right now. Those moments of being overwhelmed. I I don't know where you might be right now with your studies, with uh, your life, what adversity you may be facing. But today what I want to do is I want to give you an anchor. I want to give you something for you to put your faith on and rest it there today. I want us to look at Psalm 61. I want us to look at verses 1 through 2 this morning. And I know that sometimes as we look at our life circumstances, and much like David, we feel overwhelmed. We often go around, we look for help from others. We look to our roommates. We look to our family, our friends, strangers. We look to anybody to help. But often we find that there is no human that understands, that truly comforts or helps. And sometimes that leaves us feeling helpless and lonely. You know, life is not easy, nor is life fair. And at times, life can be hard. And it doesn't take long for us to realize that life does come with obstacles, with struggles, with sorrows. So wherever you're at today... I hope you'll take your Bibles, I hope you'll open them up. Look with me at Psalm 61 and verses 1 through 2. 
Hear my cry, O God. Attend unto my prayer. The first thing I want you to see that David did was he said, hear me, God. Hear me, God. Now again, we don't know the setting of Psalm 61. Some scholars will look to Psalm 60 as a connection point there, but we don't know why David wrote this. This could have been a time that he was away from his kingdom. Maybe he was out in the battlefield. Maybe this was a time when he was on the run from Saul or maybe from his son Absalom. But we do know that David was facing adversity in his life. You know, I think it's important for us to understand that adversity, those challenges that we have, they're only for a moment. I know sometimes when we go through them and they feel grueling, they feel like they'll never end. And yet I assure you that they do end. The sorrows we face, the troubles we find ourselves in, they are but for a moment. It may be that in this life that the burdens we carry, we have to carry all of our lives. But there's coming a time when God shall wipe away all those things. Revelation 21, 4 says, and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. The sorrows that you and I face that break our hearts. He says this, there shall be no more death. I'll tell you, as the care pastor at Campus Church, I have seen many families go through these times. And it's heartbreaking to see. But there will be no more death in that day. There will be no more sorrow. No more crying. Neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. I want to tell you, there is coming a glorious day. This is what I get so excited about. I'm tired of cancer. I'm tired of sickness. I'm tired of all the struggles that we have in this world today, this broken world. There is coming a day when God is going to wipe it all away. And you and I are going to be able to experience as the children of God all that He has in store for us. We're going to be able to rest in His presence. We're going to be able to see all that He has created for you, for me. It will be a wonderful day. Until then, we cry out to God and say, hear us. Hear us. I sense an urgency in David's words here this morning. Hear my cry, O God. That word cry is one of those uh, inaudible noises that one makes when they're hurting. When they're going through that sorrowful time. David is just crying out in this grief and being overwhelmed. And he's petitioning the Lord to respond to this urgent matter that he has. I, see, I sense an immediacy in David's word. He says, attend unto my prayer. He's asking for an audience. He's saying, God, will you hear what I'm saying? Will you come and attend to my prayer? I think there's times in our lives that we just want God to answer our prayers. God, help us with that. David wasn't hoping for an answer next month, next year. He was desiring an answer now. You know, why do you pray? Why do I pray? I think sometimes when it comes to prayer, you know what we do? We often, we often 
pray as a last resort. We often sit there and instead of making that our first course of action, uh, we'll go to our friends, we'll go to family, we'll go to everybody else to get help instead of going to the one who we should be going to, Almighty God, the one who is all-powerful, the one who is all-wise, the one who is everywhere present. We should go to Him. And yet, instead, we go and we talk to everybody else and then finally get around to talking to God. David, he went to God, Elohim here, a reference to God's power, to his might. And why would David do this? Because David knew that the Lord is great. That he is the one that has the power, the glory and the victory and the majesty. For all that is in the heaven and in the earth is thine. Thine is the kingdom, O Lord, and thou art exalted as head above all. David came to the one who could resolve the adversity in his life. He wasn't going to waste time seeking help from anyone else. If you look in Psalm 60 and look with me there at verses 11 and 12, you see this. David again pleading with the Lord, give us help from trouble. For vain is the help of man. Through God we shall do valiantly. For he it is that shall tread down our enemies. David said, hear me, God, hear me. He makes another statement here in verse 2. He says, lead me, God, lead me. You know, today we live in a very connected world. Just moments before coming up, I was able to uh, receive some texts. And let me uh, read one of those texts to you, okay? Uh, one of uh, the most encouraging texts I, I have received uh, comes from my brother, okay? For those of you that don't know, Mr. Burdick, who is a, a faculty member here, he's my brother. And this is what a brother sends to you, okay? You guys ready for this? I'm so thankful for my brother. All right. He said this. He said, wow. Okay, this was after the prayer. He said, wow, you're amazing, huh? Does that guy know you? That's my brother, Okay. And so I appreciate my brother giving me that encouraging text right before I get up to speak. That's very helpful, very helpful. Appreciate it so much. But, you know, we live in such a connected world. You and I, I mean, we can FaceTime. We can email. We can text. We can send messages through Instagram, Facebook, you name it. We have so many ways of connecting with people. But do you know that this generation, this time, loneliness is one of the greatest struggles in our culture today. We're so connected, and yet we're so lonely. I imagine when David was going through this time of adversity for him, that his heart was overwhelmed. He said, from the end of the earth, he was saying, hey, look at this. He goes, I'm so, I feel so distant. I feel so lonely. And he says, from the end of the earth, will I cry unto thee? I remember I was in my residence hall room one day. And my family, uh, we're from California. 
And there in California, I mean, I was so far away from home. I remember it was just me in my room. I'm down on the floor and I'm just crying because I was homesick. Crying. Tears coming down my face. And then lo and behold, there's this guy from the prayer group that comes in. And he goes, hey, Burdick. And he opens up the door. And we didn't have locks on that day, okay? So he opens up the door, and he sees me, and I look at him, and here I am, snot, tears, you know, running down my face, and he goes, I'll come back later, you know? And and yet in that moment for me, I was so lonely, felt so homesick. I want you to know something, because you need to know this. There is a God who loves you so much. There is a God that knows everything about you, knows everything about me. Every trial, struggle, sorrow, every thought we have, he knows. And yet he still loves us. And this God that loves us that much is everywhere present. Doesn't matter where you go, here in Pensacola, here on this campus, here in this world, you will never be able to escape the presence of Almighty God. He is everywhere present, even at the end of the earth. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. You know, David says, I'm far away. I just don't feel connected. I feel so distant. The Apostle Paul reminds us as he was preaching In Acts 17, he says that they should seek the Lord if happily they might feel after him and find him, though he be not far from every one of us. Moses is speaking to the children of Israel, and he said this in Deuteronomy chapter 4, for what nation is there so great who hath God so nigh unto them? What nation is so great who hath God so nigh unto them? Do you not realize that God never leaves you, never forsakes you? He is your helper. I mean, this is the God that invites us to uh, cast our cares upon Him. Why? Because He cares for us. He cares for us. David felt so far away, and I know there are times that you feel the same way. You feel so disconnected. You feel so lonely. And yet there is a God who loves you and who is ever present with you. David, at this time, in this moment of adversity of distress, he utters these words, when my heart is overwhelmed. When my heart is overwhelmed. Emotional distress, sorrow, just the, just life overwhelms the best of us. I mean, the loss of a loved one the crushing of a dream, the length 
of an illness. All those things can just weight us down. The idea behind that word overwhelm has this idea of being faint, of lacking strength. And that emotional distress, it really affects the heart, the inner man, the deepest part of who we are. You know what we try to do in those moments? You know what I was trying to do as I'm sobbing away? I was trying to hide what I was struggling with. I thought I could do this on my own. I thought, you know what, I don't need help. Eventually for me, I had to talk to somebody. I had to go and get help. Why? Because it was so overwhelming for me. David was in this moment of struggle. And he was overwhelmed. He was grown weak and faint. And there are those moments for us when our distress saps our strength our abilities to continue. And we need someone. And Jesus, it's like he comes along just at that right moment. Jesus in Matthew uh, chapter 11 says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. And what's the promise that he gives? I will give you rest. I love a good nap. Man, Sunday afternoons, I love a good nap. It's a busy day, so having a good nap on a Sunday afternoon is great. I love a good rest. But the rest that Jesus gives doesn't just rest the physical body. It rests the inner man, the deepest part of who we are, that we might find that peace that passeth all understanding. He says, take my yoke upon you. Learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest. Ye shall find rest unto your souls. Do y'all see what Jesus does? It's just not the physical rest, but it's that spiritual rest that he gives. You know, For you and for me, we cannot forget that there's a God that cares for us, even even when we are overwhelmed. He goes on in verse 2, he says, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. David says here that I'm lost. I need direction. Lead me. You know what I want in life? This is what I've always wanted. I've always wanted Jesus to take me and lead me by the hand where I'm supposed to be, okay? Help me get there, okay? Just, you know, whatever it takes, just here's my hand, walk me there. You know, Jesus doesn't do that because there's something more that he's wanting than simply just my physical presence where I'm supposed to be. He wants my heart. He wants my heart to be where he is at. You know, I sit there and I think to myself, am I willing to let God lead me? What if it's a road I don't want to go? What if it's a way that I don't like? What if it's a command in this book that I go, Lord, I really don't want to do that? 
That's not what I'm interested in. God, there's got to be some other way. Lord, I'll show up. I'll go to church. I'll go do those pastoral things. I'll do those things. But Lord, you want me to do that? You want me to go over there? I don't want to. But what God is doing is he's saying, Josh, I want your heart. But God, I'll give you my hands. I'll give you, I'll give you this. I'll give you that. I'll give you my time. You know, I'll, I'll be there. But Josh, I want your heart. I want you to know that God wants your heart. He wants you to be where he's at. He wants your heart beating with his. He wants you to look on those fields that are white with harvest and have compassion. He wants you to look up, look at him. He wants you to see all that he has in store for you. Much like a father who loves his children, desires their very best. Our Heavenly Father desires our very best. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. He is a protector. He's one that gives us light. And then the psalmist says, the Lord will give grace and glory. He's the one that will give us exactly what we need for those sorrowful times, the adversity, for the times where we're overwhelmed. He will raise us up. But this last part here, he says, no good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. No good thing. You know, today, if you don't have it, it's probably because it's not a good thing. It's probably right now, it's not a good thing. Boy, go ahead and follow after God. Let him lead you. He will bring you to the moment to the satisfaction of your soul. David here in this moment of, uh, of just difficulty for him, when he's overwhelmed, he said, lean me to the rock. He said, God, guide me. I want to be in the place you want me to be. When you think of a rock like that, you think of a place of safety, a place which God would lift somebody up. He brought me up also out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock. And established my goings. And the horse is prepared against the day of the battle. But safety, but safety is of the Lord. It's a place of safety. A place where all that emotional distress is trying to drown him. He wants to get to that safe place. It's a place of shelter. Look with me at verses 3 and 4 there in Psalm 61. For thou hast been a shelter. For me, and a strong tower from the enemy. I will abide in thy tabernacle forever. I will trust in the covert of thy wings, Selah. A place where I can't be knocked down. A place of protection, a refuge. Then also being lifted up on a, a rock would be a place of sight. God, I can, I can see. I can see what you see. Help me to see what you see, Lord. It's interesting to me that this man here, he recognizes I'm missing something. I recognize I can't see it right now. Lord, that's, uh, lead me to that rock that is higher than I. There's a different perspective out there, and that's God's perspective. And I'm telling you right now, when we see things from his perspective, 
we see with far more clarity than we could ever imagine. David here in this verse, he says, Hear me, O God. Lead me, O God. You know, over the past few months, probably the last four to six months for me, I have been coming back to these verses over and over and over again. Times when I've been overwhelmed. Times when just life has gotten me down. Times when I've struggled myself and I'm trying to figure out, Lord, what is going on? What are you doing? And then I'd come and ask him, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. You know what these verses are for me? I've given you somewhat of a secret, if you will, for my spiritual life. These are an anchor for me. They have been pivotal for me over the last six months. They've been verses that I've gone back to, read over, meditated upon. And it's culminated to this point of sharing with you today. I would encourage you to do the same as I. Meditate on these verses. Lean on them. Here in Pensacola, I love this city. I love going downtown, love going to Bodacious Brew. I love going and enjoying a cup of coffee. I love going to Blue Dot. If you've never been to Blue Dot, you have not had a hamburger yet, okay? Go to Blue Dot. Um, There are so many places here to discover the food trucks, all that fun stuff. But I love going down to the dock. I love going and seeing all the ships, the boats as they're coming through. And those big boats that come through, you see those anchors. You see those anchors. In the midst of a storm, they can use those anchors to drop down and give them safety. Give them something to hold on to. That's what these verses here in Psalm 61, 1 and 2 can do for you. Hear my cry, O God. Attend unto my prayer. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. You've been listening to a message from Pensacola Christian College Chapel. You're welcome to pass this sermon along to others. Please don't charge for it or alter it without written permission from Pensacola Christian College. For additional information about PCC, visit us online at pcci.edu. Pensacola Christian College, empowering Christian leaders to influence the world for Christ.